Genevieve, uh, I guess I should say welcome back to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> so I was, this is the second time you've been on the podcast. The first episode, we're, we'll call it the lost episode because technology was involved and <laughs> it's my fault somehow, but we can't find it. So you're back. I'm glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. So uh, to start, just if you don't mind, just giving a little background of uh, who you are and kind of what you're working on right now. Yeah. Um, so my name is Genevieve Lamarshall, and I would say the best way to describe what I am is I'm a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I have been in and out of companies, um, building companies, my own, building other people's companies, empowering other people to build companies for a long time. Mm-hmm. I really like my entire career, really, even when I was working within organizations, right. I was still doing this stuff. And so it's just sort of naturally who I am in my, my bones. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, you know, at this moment, this slice in time, I am um, one of the co-founding co-founders of the Accelerate Fund. So it's, it was actually kind of started in my kitchen, although at that time it was not a fund. It was something completely different. And um, I do growth strategy, consulting, early stage um early stage investment mentor advising to um, startups and companies. And um, that's sort of who I am. Yeah. So (laughs) lots to get into it. So Uh I want to talk about, uh, we'll talk about the fund you started and kind of the focus of that and the companies and the accelerator part of it. Yeah. Uh, Start about some of your work and what you've done for other companies. And then we'll talk about Portland. Yes. Sounds great. So we'll start with the fund. So um, you're currently raising money for that fund Fund one fund one yes so that's a little under wraps but tell me more about the accelerator piece and uh and how that started what's the focus of it how many companies are in there yeah yeah so um actually to really understand the accelerator and why it exists you have to go back to the kitchen where this started (laughs) so that um it was a group of us of founders mainly women but a couple guys too and we were really um facing what we felt was an education deficit in the city we were looking we we'd already launched our companies we were already in some revenue we didn't need these like how to start a business sessions right. but we weren't being given the information that we really, really needed. And so I was a little bit out ahead of everybody else in terms of learning um, demand generation. Mm -hmm. And I had decided that I was just going to become a weapon at demand gen because I'm like, well, I'm in startups and I'm not an engineer, so I better just be really, really good (laughs) at making money. (laughs) So, um, So people started gathering in my kitchen and I was just showing them what was working for me. And we were plugging in laptops and working and helping one another. Um, It was very tactical. It was like, here's, you know, we're digging into software, we're rolling up our sleeves, and we were like really helping each other at at the very base level just grow. And, um, but along the way, there was sort of an ethos there of like helping each other. We, you know, text message each other during the week. Oh my gosh, this horrible thing is happening. What do I do? And, and it became this really like, um, you know, this sort of partnership where we were, we celebrated small wins with each other. We would talk about the things that were, that were hard or we're struggling with that we couldn't share yeah. with our teams. Mm-hmm. And so, um, over time, these companies started to grow. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, are pretty well known now in the, you know, kind of startup mm-hmm. growth stage startup ecosystem. Right. And, you know, they got, they kind of got their revenue kick, revenue jump starts in my kitchen. That's so, awesome. um, it was, it was awesome to see them just embrace what they learned with me and just run with it. And I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you now what they do. Maybe, I mean, they're probably doing something totally different, but, um, but really what it came down to is the education. So then when we all get to this point, when our business where we're going, we don't need more sales, we need funding. Yeah. 
and we can't get it. Mm-hmm. And there's many reasons why we could dig into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, we couldn't get funded, even though we were very viable cash flow clients, employees, you know, all this. We, and, and just to, to back up a little bit, your background is you've worked for venture funds. I do now. Before. At you the know. time I oh, had it okay. though, but I do now. Yeah. yeah. And, and also we, in, the, in our last episode, you kind of talked how, you made a voyage down to San Francisco and really networked your way into yeah. mm-hmm. um, with some of these prominent startups down there and learning demand gen. Yeah, I was like so. knocking on doors, yeah. just being like, tell me how this is done. Yeah. I do not want to hear from someone waxing poetic in a coffee shop to me about what I need to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. like everyone shut your mouth. Yeah. I'm going where like startups are just blasting off. Right. And I want to know like the good, the bad, and the ugly of growth. And so I was showing up in, in literally like offices, mm-hmm. sometimes quasi invited, <laughs> like not <laughs> sort of invited, not really, you know, but I think like a lot of the like founders want to help each other and we will help each other in ways that we won't help anyone else mm-hmm. and that people don't. Mm-hmm. So like these, you know, CEOs would kind of look at me and they'd, I think they'd see, you know, they'd sure. be like, this person's, she's desperate, you know, help like her. a kindred spirit. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Help her. And so they would kind of, they'd like open the book and they'd be like, this is how we got our first customers. Yeah. And huh. I came came back to Portland and it was 75% of the time was like doing that stuff and it started to work. So, um, you know, before I think a lot of times, you know, you think, Oh, I'm going to build this thing and we're going to get customers somehow. I don't think we'll figure it out. And then the time comes and you're like, what do we do? Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's scary. To be in a position where you don't know how to make money. Yeah. It's no, like, absolutely. And you know, that's a valuable skill. So you, you're kind of teaching that in your kitchen and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the accelerator just kind of naturally. Well, so then we were like uh, all these, if you go get money from like, you know, DFJ or Andreessen Horowitz, uh-huh. they're going to give you money, right. but they're not going to help you. Yeah. They're going to tell you they're going to help you, but that's the big, the big lie. Mm-hmm. They won't. And so a lot of these startups, they end up like just totally hitting a wall and, and they're like, if only we would have had some sort of mentorship. And so that's what the thing is like, you don't need, you don't just need money. You need help. And we, so when we devised, you know, we, we created the accelerate fund and we pretty much built this fund and the structure of it from scratch. Mm -hmm. I don't know many other funds that operate the way we do. And so that's been a big challenge. Of course, we have to reinvent the whole funding model, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Why can't we make it easy on ourselves? (laughs) But, um, but you know, the, the education portion is critical. And, and when we first kind of had our coming out party, like the accelerate fund is a thing that was just this huge cry from people. They weren't, they were like, yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you're going to fund women, but we need help. Like, right. and, and so we form this accelerator and we're like, we're not going to teach people how to pitch and get to a demo day. Okay. We're not going to do any of that. We are going to like dig in, create connection, tight connection and community, create accountability, create systems and structures. And we are going to essentially push this cohort through and focus on growth, sales, marketing, people hiring finance, like all the stuff that you need once you've got a company and then you have like no idea what you're doing. We focus on that. We don't talk about fundraising. We're not building pitch decks. We're not talking about exit strategies. We're not doing any of that stuff in this accelerator. It's all focused on growth. That's great. And that first class is kind of off and running. Yes. Yeah. Started 
like this this fall my heart swells with pride when i see i'm like oh my god it's real it's so cool yeah Yeah. so okay and the program's mm -hmm. gonna be like a year it's a year okay yeah it's one year and then we're gonna kick it off again oh cool we're just gonna rinse and repeat just do it over and over so can you Mm -hmm. talk about about the makeup of that class and what kind of companies are yeah so it's the same it's along the same lines as the types of as our investment thesis as our funding profile and so we're looking for women-led businesses Mm -hmm. we are not looking for we're not saying they have to be all women sure um, but we're looking for businesses that are businesses led by a woman. They, many of them have male co-founders and things like that. Um, and we're looking for companies that have us, um, like a national model. So not something that won't scale. Right. Um, they have to be something that like maybe could potentially be acquired, but we don't necessarily care about their exit, okay. but we're not looking for like a mom and pop, yeah. you know, a fruit stand or yeah, we, we stand. About this, <laughs> you know? Last time is that mm-hmm. kind of that zebra concept, right? The zebra. Yeah. And yeah. So, a lot of these companies are zebras. Yeah. And so not necessarily that it's that five or six X return, not, not the 27 X return right. at the expense of like everything else, you yeah. know, integrity, right. <laughs> you know, think, I mean, in Portland, we'll talk mm-hmm. about getting into Portland a little bit. Um, kind of lends itself hopefully to a good spot to do this kind of model or how are I think you that's, finding that? Like, I think it's natural work? that we're seeing the zebra movement coming to fruition here and, right. and accelerate is actually tied very tightly to the zebra movement because that's led by Mara and Astrid and a couple other okay. people who are also on the found, founding board with of accelerate with me. Um, and so the zebra movement is really about like, you know, th- th- these, co- a lot of companies are created to solve a real, real problem, not a, how do I get my Postmates faster problem, sure. but like a societal issue. And a lot of these businesses are not very venture fundable. They don't meet the venture model very easily. And so we're, we're calling them zebras because it's, it's not for lacking ambition or big audacious ideas. Uh-huh. It's that they're, they just don't meet the traditional right mold for, for what a business sort of, they don't fit in their own box. And so, you know, we say a zebra is different than a unicorn. Yeah. So a lot of time, a lot of people, you know, if you want to be introduced to the zebra concept and go to, go to Google, Google Mars article, um, zebras fix what unicorns break. Okay. And that kind of, it's a medium post uh-huh. and it sort of outlines the difference. Yeah. And I know? think I've had a Reddit and I think there was kind of like a zebra conference that was Yeah. Zebra DazzleCon. Like, yeah. yeah DazzleCon. So, <laughs> and so before these kind of models, like a lot of these companies were just forced to fend for themselves, right? Not yeah. only funding, but education. And thinking and, something's kind of wrong with them too. Like, yeah. you know, you're doing right. things differently. So you must be like doing it the wrong way right. and being told a lot of the time too, that you're doing things wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, and then Portland wise now that you've, been in venture a little bit and you've worked with companies in Bend and things. And, um, what's that ecosystem look like? Not just in Portland, but in Oregon. And I think we, the venture capital. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we kind of talked about it too before that, mm-hmm. you know, Bend's a very vibrant venture community. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. the big venture conferences. And obviously, uh, Portland's growing in that. But what's your thoughts on the ecosystem, the growth in Portland and Oregon in general? So, oh, well, so Oregon has a long way to go in terms of, the, of, of growth ecosystem for early stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Washington too. Yeah. But, um, one of the things that is interesting is, um, at a state level, the state, tends to does invest in startups. Okay. And it's interesting because when you look that, so that is in fact taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. 
that, and, and they don't invest directly into startups. They invest into funds like Oregon Angel Fund, right. Portland Seed yep. Fund, um, Seven Peaks Ventures, Rogue, you know, those places. And okay. so really, if you, if you think about it through a certain lens, these, um, funds sort of have in a way like a, a, a responsibility, hmm. um, implicitly yeah. to this, to the overall ecosystem. Right. But they also have to bring a specific return because business Oregon and they are at the end of the day, the port, the investment portfolio of the state. So they need to bring a return to the state and they, and you know, but they also need to cultivate economic growth. So in many ways, you know, these funds, they are investing primarily in early stage tech. So the state, the state as a, as an investor yeah. is over allocated in early stage technology. Okay. So I'm not saying don't invest in early stage technology. Please do. Please continue. <laughs> but there, I feel that there is a responsibility to diversify that investment mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. the way that that res- that can come is either you can go to a fund where the LPs of that fund and the general partners know early stage tech. And that's what they do and say, you guys should invest in other areas such as apparel, (laughs) you know, well, they're not going to do that because that's not what they know. And they're not going to be good stewards of money if they're investing in areas that they don't really understand. But Hmm. I, I feel that there needs to be more funds spinning out like Accelerate Fund and other ones that do have focuses outside of early stage technology. Uh-huh. You know, I think IoT is a big area of growth mm-hmm. for Portland. Um, and, you know, it's sort of that confluence of the makers and technology. Yeah, and there's some really and good IoT companies here. There are, right, yeah. And it's so. still very early. Um, IoT is an oppor- a growth opportunity here. I think IoT has a natural bridge also to lifestyle apparel because wearables yeah. and apparel is a huge industry for Portland or for Oregon in general, you know, Portland. And so, and, and some of these um, companies, they have the ability to actually create like sort of not necessarily like knowledge worker jobs. Like someone's going to have to become, if you're creating a lifestyle apparel company or a lifestyle product, you might need a technical sewer. And a technical mm-hmm. sewer is an extremely well-paying job, yeah. you know, and so, and they're lacking them. And yeah. so we could create a lot of those opportunities here yeah. by funding some of these other types of companies that are like zebras for lack of a better term or, uh-huh. or whatever. And so I think that that our, our state is a really interesting inflection point in that way mm-hmm. because we have choices we can make mm-hmm. and, and we're just kind of getting to that point now. Whereas before we didn't really have a lot of choice because we were just starting up. So it was like, get startups going and hopefully yeah. they turn into something. Right. But now. Yeah. And this is a good segue to something we, we had before in the other episode is <clears throat> partnering with companies for that innovation piece yeah. and, and bringing in, you know, accelerators and early stage companies to work with them. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody's got it figured out. I think there's uh, interest from bigger companies here. And you just mentioned to me, you're meeting with a bigger company later this week. And Just don't say uh, who, though. <laughs> I won't say who. <laughs> don't say who. Um, um, so mm-hmm. in a lot of the folks that I work with mm-hmm. um, are, you know, corporate marketers at a bigger companies here mm-hmm. in town. So um, they want to be exposed to it, but sometimes they're just so head down in what they're doing and they don't have time. So yeah. it's like finding ways to, mm-hmm. to partner with innovation, what's going on in, in town. So what's you know, can you talk about a little bit of how you guys are approaching that and some of your just general thoughts of Gen- yeah. uh, how companies can do that? I'm going to start with general really quick. Yeah. So I try to keep a really like um, high level bird's eye pulse on the startup world yeah. in general, not just Portland, but in general, 
what's angel and what's happening in angel investing, what's happening, you know, where's money going and how is it flowing, mm-hmm. you know, because the early stage ecosystem all the way up to IPOs, it yeah. all affects itself. Sure. Um, so that is one of the things. And one of the, what I believe is that moving forward, corporations will can and will play a much bigger role in the development of startup ecosystems than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that, there's several reasons why, but one in particular is looking at the evolution of technology. So we've got, you know, Facebook, that was sort of internet companies. Mm-hmm. We had the internet before people used it for stuff, right. but Facebook and like LinkedIn and social media is what made it actually personally relevant to us. That's yeah. that's when right. the internet became like super relevant. Right. And then we had the next wave which was mobile. So that's when the internet became contextual. Suddenly, you know, we've got, we're using mobile apps and it's actually like helping us in our daily life outside of our office behind a computer. So that was the next wave of startups. You know, that was your Airbnb and, you know, things like that. And so the third wave of like innovation, I feel is, is everyone's going crazy about it. No, not Bitcoin. Um, um, AR, uh, augmented reality and virtual reality and AI artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to make the internet actually make our life easier. Mm-hmm. Right now the internet it, it it lends convenience to our lives, but it doesn't actually like project us into like empowering us as humans yeah. to live better lives and so AI can do that. But AI isn't something that you're going to be able to say three engineers like on a laptop in a co-working space are going to build the next big AI. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. going to happen. There's going to there needs to be it's almost like how biotech gets funded. A lot of money is going to have to go into it before something hits. And companies are making very early stage acquisitions of AI mm-hmm. and AR platforms. Mm-hmm. Someone, so the next thing is probably going to come from within a company mm-hmm. because they're going to acquire, they're going yeah. to make an early hire or an early acquisition, acquire something that hits and it's going to take off yeah. and it's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're going to have a company like, you know, Samsung or Toshiba or something right. like that, who were like, whatever, who acquires some company and they have like a golden egg Yeah. and it, it's going to just, pr- innovation is just going to go in a really interesting direction. And so that's why with these corporations like this and companies, they could be sitting on these amazing golden eggs, but they're not entrepreneurs and they don't know how to exploit them. Yeah. Not exploit. That's a bad word. Yeah. Cultivate. Yeah. Hatch. Well, Sit on the egg until yeah, it hatches. It's true. It's a specific uh-huh. mindset. And mm-hmm. I think some companies are ahead of the curve and forward on that, but um, here local to Portland, uh, there definitely are something like that, but mm-hmm. it's, it's changing that mindset, right. And trying to, uh, you know, get those partnerships. So, I think things like you're doing, um, knocking on those doors. Do are you finding companies receptive to meeting with you and and meeting with these other kind of uh, funds and startups to hopefully, like I said, cultivate that mindset? And- I think they are, but for me, it's like with these bigger companies, it's sometimes hard to know who I'm talking to yeah. and what what it is that they're interested in because sure. it's just like sales. Yeah. You have to talk with someone who has the pain, wants yeah. it solved and right. is ready to move to the next step. And you yeah. say, Hey, we happen to have resources right. that you might be looking for. Um, and you know, like it's like this big monolithic, you know, giant building and I'm going, I have something they want, yeah, but I don't know who to talk to, to tell about it. 
So I just, I'm going to walk right on by, you know? Um, and, and that's kind of the challenge I think, you know, you know, you're like, I know someone in there wants this. I know it, but you know, what do you do? Yeah. They got to be set up for it. First, Mm -hmm. it's got to be incentive for them. Yeah. Or you just have to, you know, like you're talking to someone, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Fine. Wait, what did you say? You know, like the person who who is looking for that. Yeah. Because it's a long-term thinking mindset. Yeah. Not everybody in a company is uh, thinking long-term, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, especially... At the sea level, a lot of these folks, as you know, are they're two, they're two years. Well, there's a lot of un- really unrealistic expectations too in bigger companies about how startups come to market, how ideas are developed and flush out and form, and what happens. Like they almost, I, I get a lot of weird, like people being like, "Oh, can you just come into our, come into our business and like help us be innovative?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? Yeah. No, you're on your own." <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or like, how do we, how do we, you know, they want you to make to, to make the circles touch and and take right. this weird thing that maybe some engineer made that might have some sort of market application yeah. find what it's going to just you know how is this going to take off in the real world solve that problem for us mm-hmm. and you're like Ugh. Yeah, you know that. oh and can you do it and you know by the end of the quarter because right. we have a board meeting and you're yeah. you're just like no you don't have this magic dust yeah there. you know yeah so yeah. there's that too well cool didn't we- I really think what you're doing is exciting and I would love to touch base again, like after your, maybe your first class goes through. Yeah. Some of the things yeah. I, I cannot wait to be able to actually put some metrics behind it. Like yeah. we created X dollars and growth mm-hmm. and value. And one of the things I'm kind of kicking around the idea of doing is like, what comes after this accelerator? What's yeah. next for these companies? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, you know, they graduate out of accelerate fund. Maybe we fund some of them or something, uh-huh. but you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, how do we empower them? Sure. You know, I like this idea maybe of doing a lot of them are, you know, some of them are very early revenue, but not, they haven't yet hit their like six or seven figure plus marks yet. You know, so I'm looking at maybe like, what if we did 20 by 20, Hmm. how do we 20 companies, a million in revenue plus by 2020, Yeah, the next accelerator, you know, the next wave, you know, what's that look like? I don't, it's ideas. It's ideas. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. So who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks so much. (laughs) Yeah.